Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome everyone to the Story Box. This is the place to be if you're a lover of stories, learning new and interesting things, growing abundantly, and if you want to improve your overall life. My name is Jay Phantom, and I've made it my purpose to unbox and share the amazing stories from people of every profession all over the world. I'm grateful that you're here today. Let's journey into the Story Box together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. Happy Easter, everyone. Hope you all had a great time and a great break and you didn't eat too much chocolate, but you also remembered the reason for the season in the first place. And today's episode, my friends, is going to be a great one. And we have a living legend's son on the show. He has the same name as this legend, but he's got Junior at the end. Um, if those of you are into the world of, uh, I guess you could say bodybuilding as well as, I guess you could also say Hulk, <laughs> uh, then you would recognize the name of Lou Ferrigno Jr. Now, for those of you that don't know who Lou Ferrigno is, uh, you're about to get to know more about his son, Lou Ferrigno Jr., uh, but he is an American actor, comedian, and pop surreal fine artist. He's got some pretty amazing work on his website, which you can go and check out. All the links are in the show notes below. But after beginning his career in entertainment as a fitness model, Lou found his way uh, to roles in commercials, TV, and film. He's best known for his work on How I Met Your Mother. You've probably seen him on that. Teen Wolf, uh, Rush, inspired by Battlefield, and SWAT, the CBS show, which I have actually seen him on as well. But born in Santa Monica, California, Lou participated in multiple sports as a youth as well as becoming an accomplished uh, H high school football player. While pursuing his BA from the Annenberg School for Communication in 2006, Lou walked onto the nation's top football team, becoming a member of the 2007 Rose Bowl champion, Trojans. Upon graduation, uh, he began studying improvise, improvisational comedy uh, and Upright Citizens Brigade, and the Westside Comedy Theater, which was just some of the uh, places that he studied at. Before long, he would work uh, in commercial spots for Comcast, Xfinity, Subway, Carl's Jr., Honda, Oscar Mayer, uh, Miller Lite, Fiat, Home Depot, uh, Dr. Pepper, and the Naval Federal, Federal Credit Union, just to name but a few. As uh, firstborn son of actors Carla and Lou Ferrigno, Lou uh, Ferrigno Jr. spent much of his youth with his parents on TV 
and film sets all across across the globe. Exposure to acting at a young age manifested to become what is now a passion for film and TV for Lou. His first professional job was on the long time day uh, daytime soap uh, Days of Our Lives back in 2012. My goodness, that's going back not too long ago, but still. And uh, he also booked recurring roles in How Much Mother, Team Wolf, uh, Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Dawn, The Young and the Restless, uh, Mutton Stuff, SWAT, and Stargirl, which you can watch on DC. But um, I know you guys are going to love Lou's energy. He is uh, really funny, charismatic, and I had a blast actually speaking with Lou. At the very end of our conversation, he asked me what uh, my shirt actually says, and I got to tell him that it was, do you even, uh, and basically tell him that, do you even leave your mark wherever you go? So it was a great time uh, together. I hope that you guys do enjoy it, but if you do, please share it around to your friends and your family. Let everyone know, uh, especially if you're fans of Lou Ferrigno, you're going to be now fans of his son, Lou Ferrigno Jr. Um, please leave a five-star rating review over on Apple Podcasts. If you can, don't forget to subscribe and you can watch the full video now available on YouTube. All the links are in the show notes below, but I'm going to be quiet now because it is time to dive into the story box and hear the incredible, inspiring, and funny story of the one, the only, Lou Ferrigno Jr. How you doing, man? It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. It was um, a lovely introduction. I thanks, didn't even man. think of it, but thank you. <laughs> I, I thought I was butchering it there for a moment. <laughs> I had it no. all, all in my head, you know, but then as I was saying it, I was like, oh, that's probably not, he's not going to enjoy this. <laughs> but no, okay. man, it's, it's great to have you here. Um, before we begin and dive into, I guess, your backstory, how this all began and everything like that, I have one question that I love asking all my guests at the very start, which is, yes. what does success look like to you? So what does success look like to me? Hmm. I think there's different levels of success to which I have no clue what it looks like. But I think that success looks like when someone from a foreign land, different continent, has a great show and a podcast and wants to put me on it and actually ask questions about me based on things that they've seen that I've done yet we have never met. And you from across the world have seen my work and I'm doing something in which you can actually follow. For now in my life, that to me is pretty successful. Although I have, there are heights to which I am, I am going to even climb higher. But I mean, we're doing pretty good. Mate, I'm humbled by you saying that. What was that, sorry? That guy was you. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> <Were you saying? laughs> like, I thought you were talking about somebody else there for a second, man. But <laughs> no, I love it. And I'm humbled really by you actually saying that because it's always an honor for me to speak to someone like yourself who I've, I've actually watched on the, the big screen, small screen, you name it for quite some time. So like, it's, it's truly an honor for me. And I see this as being success in, in many ways. So it's interesting how you, you, you twisted it and, and brought it back to me. Uh, you, you're smart, man. But um, I'm, I'm curious, dude, like talking about the things that you enjoyed doing, what specifically do you love and where did that come from? In terms of acting? 
in terms of acting career wise, just in, in your personal life as well? You know, I am. Um, <clears throat> they always say don't start a paragraph or a sentence with, you know, but um, I always wanted to be, I didn't want to be, I am who I am and I have this name. And when I was young, my father would say, Louis, I gave you my name. And I didn't know what that meant. And if anything, I was like, yeah, whatever, dad. But now when I see as an adult, um, I'm proud of my name. But when going into this business, I knew that I wanted to do this. And when I finally took the leap and decided to become an actor, I didn't want to just be these, what a celebrity kid trying to be an actor. I didn't want to be some famous person's, person's child trying to just get famous in front of a camera. I wanted to prove that this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. This is, I can affect people the way I saw that my father affected people with mm-hmm. his portrayals of the Hulk and other characters. Um, but I also wanted to take what he did and took it to take it to the next level. So I spent years dedicating my life um, to really just to rounding off my sharp, my edges in terms of, I'm a bigger guy, so I try to I work on my low status, uh, my comedic um, timing, my doing dramatic scenes to really open those and, and really get there uh, dramatically. I push my body to like intense degrees just to get certain levels of flexibility and strength to portray and move a certain way for um, action films. So it's all a challenge. It's all work. It's but in work, I, I mean, it's all stuff that I, um, I enjoy and I love. I mean, it's part. It's what I know. It's what I've seen. It's what I've done my whole life with my father, and now it's my turn to kind of take the torch and to do things in a different way. You know, I can. I can. My father is a wonderful man, but he's handicapped, and he had a handicap my whole life. So, and I didn't realize. I just thought he was my dad, and I get aggravated. But he's eighty-five percent hard of hearing. Has been his whole entire life. And it's not easy when you're a child and you're loud and rambunctious and um, trying to get things through to someone who doesn't necessarily know how to communicate um, and be emotionally available. So um, I try to, I I think back on my past and the times when I've been really affected and um, I try to use all the moments in my life to just put on a performance um, and strive to play characters that affect people and have a way to really connect and bring something um, out in them. Because I saw my people all over the world go up to my dad and then just tell them and, and, and devolve into a puddle of mush in front of me while they would say how the Hulk affected them and how I, they were so scared. And yet there was so much joy in their face and on their heart. And I was like, that's amazing. That's what I want to do. I want to affect people in a good way. I want to make people see the value of art, performance, and beyond just fame, beyond all that stuff that's man-made, you know, like you can really affect people. I've seen grown men turn to like children when they see my father. And I'm like, big, huge <laughs> man. Little boy be like, oh my God. And I'm like, that's amazing. The power of that. Um, but you know, it happens with anything, good performance, any, any film, TV. So there's a lot of opportunities to do that. And then I'm going to keep plugging away and do my best to kind of uh, disrupt this pattern of celebrity kids that want handouts and want to be famous and whatnot. Y'all can have it. I'm, I'm ready to make good art. Mm. That's amazing, man. Like I'm sure you've probably been asked this question a million times over, but I want to get your, your take on it. Like the perspective of how a lot of people, I guess, would see, I guess you've got Lou, Ferrigno's name 
And it's almost like people might see it as, oh, okay, he's going into the acting field because his father was, and it's a, it's a big, I guess, a legacy behind it would be a lot to live up to. Have you ever struggled with that? Sure, every day. Um, you know, and and there were times in my life when I was less secure in who I am and what I'm doing that I would kind of be like, oh, well, I'm, you know, we have to say Lou Ferrigno's son or the Hulk's son. Like, I have my own identity. And I do. However, um, you know, and I just lost my train of thought. What were you saying? Say it again. Ask have you again. ever had, like, it's interesting how you brought out identity. Have you ever had an identity crisis? Sure, in my, like, early 20s. But that was uh, a rough weekend. But now <laughs> I discovered who I was. And, you know, now it's... um um it's just a part of my life it's who i am i mean it's it's if my parents were both worked at general motors i mean in another state or wherever i mean it'd be hard for me to just become a like a i don't know a, a someone who's proficient in needlepoint you know it's like i this is what i love this is what i know this is what i do but i'm but i'm the real deal in the sense where i've dedicated my life to this and i love this and there's nothing that excites me more than doing this this podcast, for example, is part of the job. It's part of, of doing um, what needs to be done in order to make good things happen. You know, it's and so I try to ex appreciate all the time that I spend living that life because I would like to be a beacon of light for someone who thinks so, well, maybe it is possible. You don't just have to have a famous father because it also has its downsides. It really does. Um, I don't want to get into those necessarily, but um Life, it doesn't mean you're, just because your dad's famous and a, a famous actor doesn't mean life's perfect. Life's going to be okay. You know, there's a lot of like soul searching. There's a lot of questions you need to ask yourself. Um, and a lot of people don't um, answer those head on. And they avoid the questions. They avoid the temptation. They pursue temptation. They pursue the easy route. But I'll tell you right now, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the man in the mirror. And you got to be happy with who you are. Do you ever get sick of it? people coming up to and asking you these kinds of questions about your father and that? No, because, because well, I don't get sick of it, but I think the phrasing, it's just interesting to see the phrasing mm. of, Oh, you're Lou Ferrigno's kid. Oh, you're the Hulk's kid. Like, I'm like, what kind of, who talks to a grown adult? Like you're this person's kid. Like that's what kind of bugs me sometimes. No, I mean, but I don't, but at the same time, like I see myself on a different, um, just have a different uh, cross to bear, you know? So I can't, I can't admonish them for um, not phrasing it the way I'd like it to be phrased. You know, it's, it's all good, but um, no, I mean, it's part of, it's part of the gig of being Lou Ferrigno Jr., man. I mean, it's, and it's out of respect. If people weren't, if they didn't respect my father, if they didn't like my father, I, I bet they wouldn't be asking too many questions about me or him. So I take it all with just, I'm very grateful to even just be acknowledged like that. I appreciate your your mindset on this and what you actually are trying to build for yourself and trying to bring awareness on. I think it's quite admirable. And I think there is this, I guess, stigma around Hollywood about being this, uh, I guess, entitled individual because of fame and celebrity. And we look up to all these idols in uh we basically make them <laughs> essentially and i guess we yeah. kind of forget about they're doing a job first and foremost and secondly they've got their own struggles they've got their own passions their own belief system we forget the human element 
So I guess one of the reasons why I wanted to speak to you wasn't for your name. It wasn't for your dad or anything. I was just curious, but more for, more for the fact of what you do and why you do it in the first place. And I had no idea, to be honest with you, that you want to bring awareness into this, this big issue that is, is plaguing, I guess, uh, Hollywood and, and media in general. And what I'm curious about, Lou, is has there been someone in your life, whether a friend or it could be anyone, a close relative, that has sort of challenged you or given you a, a renewed perspective on life sometime? A renewed perspective on life? What is? What do you mean by that? So they've challenged your idea on beliefs, view, view, viewpoints, or given you a renewed outlook towards life in some way. Oh yeah, I mean, my my my. Well, my sister is my best friend in the world. She's and she's the one person who's seen everything. She's been there from day one, literally, um, and she's always quick to to give me praise when I need it most mm -hmm. and to keep it real when it's time. So, and I can always call her for an honest opinion. I love her to death where she's my best friend. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm happy to have a relationship with my sibling like that. I have another brother and we're close to, but my sister really has taken, she was, was an actress first and I always thought, oh, it's, I always knew I wanted to be an actor. It was always a calling for me, but she was an actress. My dad was an actor. My mom was an actor. So I was like, no, nah, I'll be a football player, be an athlete. So then when I became an actor, I was, I was concerned whether there would be levels of jealousy because this whole fame thing is wild, man. It's like, like my, my, my father is legitimately internationally recognized and world famous. I mean, I went to Thailand. And I wrote a check in 2011-ish. And this was around the time when I was having my identity crisis here. And um, the, I gave the check to the person and they go, Ferrigno, like Hulk, like Hulk. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Across the globe. I was like, they even know my name across the globe. And then um, there was a Hulk figurine standing right there. And I'm like, this is, and that for me was a sign. I'm like, this is way bigger than me. This is way bigger than who like my what this person is doing like this is a this is a something just large that i need to see more about but my sister has been the one that i can just go to for for and you know i it's i i whenever i'm having this a time where it's tough where it's i'm not feeling things are happening as i wish they would or i'm being distracted by I don't know. People put on tendable. Can I can I curse on here? Yeah, is that oh, yeah. The, you know bullshit. There's a lot of bullshit. There's a lot of horse shit in terms of people like pretending to be your friend. People saying this. Oh my god, we love you. We'll call you, and you don't. It's tough. But she always has such a great perspective, and I can trust her. You know, family is big, and she and nobody understands this crazy ride that I've experienced so far from even with my father to now. Looks besides her, so. I can't imagine what it's like being famous and then trying to figure out who your real friends are. I've always like, I can't imagine what it must be like for you guys. And I almost feel, I guess, a sense of empathy in a way, because I don't want to like not be genuine or authentic at all in everything that I'm doing. I, I thrive on building connections and relationships with, with people. 
I think that's the most meaningful because if like you're fake and you're just seeking to take things from people, that's like very shallow and you're never going to be fulfilled or satisfied in life. That's what I've realized. And I think also having good people around you, Lou, like you've got your sister to sort of hold you accountable to that and sort of bring you back down to reality. I think that's also a good thing. Um, I guess shifting the conversation towards your craft, the acting craft as well. What do you think, in your opinion, you've noticed about being creative? I, in terms of acting, so I, mean, I paint as well. So I, painting is a way for me to, and that really is a different channel of creativity that I'm allow, I'm, allows me to kind of disconnect when I'm waiting for, to hear back from a certain um, job or about a role or an audition. So there's a visual creativity to me. And also when I'm portraying and essentially, excuse me, of inventing another person, there's another level of creativity, but what I've realized, um, and I try to find the thread that, mm. that connects all creativity. Cause I think inspiration and all that is all one. It's six, it's six to a half dozen. So I think, um, I creativity is like, it's like you're in the ocean and little ideas are like fish that just go by. And they're just going by and going by and things happen and creativity, just ideas come and you really have to be active in snatching one of those fish. And when you catch that fish and you realize, oh, this is something I got to I got to get on this. You got to make the move and you got to go. Otherwise, they'll just go by and it'll be fine. But those ideas may never come again. I have sometimes I have really vivid dreams. And in the middle of the night, I wake up and I record them on my voice recorder because I've so many times I've been. Like, oh, that was great. I'll, I'll remember that. And I completely forget what they completely forget, like gone. Mm-hmm. If you catch me at a phone call in between nap where if I go to sleep and then I wake and I get to take a full call and then I fall back asleep, it's as if it didn't happen. So really pouncing on ideas is important um, to really extrapolate them into something, something bigger. Mm-hmm. And especially with people, when I meet people and I'm like, this person is such a character. This is amazing. And I, and I go home and I laugh to myself in the mirror. I'm like, this person's such a character. You I have to do something with this. So I make a mental note. Sometimes I write things down and just try, try to use those little glimmers of, of creativity and, and spunk to create something larger and to something that I can really connect with people, either whether it's portraying a character or making a piece of art. You mentioned there, like for a moment, while you're waiting hear back from a role and i'm always curious with actors um do you ever get nervous in that process of waiting for a callback oh yeah i mean i mean audition you know it's like sometimes there's been so many roles where i wait like this this would be the one like this would be the one to do this and then my career and this and then this and this and next thing you know i'm building a castle when i haven't even mixed the cement you know, so I, I'm, I'm trying to work on getting better at not not living the fantasy before it happens. But yeah, I mean, I mean, you said nervous. I'm just I'm, this headband, I think, is too tight. Uh, do I get nervous? I think um, abs- not really. I mean, the whole Zoom thing has changed in terms of the live performance is why I wanted to do this. Like I love acting and in, in where you connect with and you watching it, which is essentially it's a it's an ancient art of being in front and performing for people. Um, so there's times when the stakes are very high that I get nervous and I think things, but 
you know, after you've done, like, let's say I, I tested for a series last year um, as a series regular and you're doing something four or five times. It's like, you can't get caught up and I should do it differently the fifth time because you have to do it the same time. So there's a lot more of just like, let go and let God do his thing. I guess if you want to use that phrase, but um, there's so many things that are out of my control that if I start to get caught up and start to like, think about what I need to do that I can't, I'll go literally batshit insane. So I try, it's more of an effort to just relax and just be someone um, who's letting it happen and reacting as opposed to getting caught up in my head. How do you unwind, man? Like, do you work out a lot? Do you uh, go to the movies, watch other people's films? What do you do? Um, I paint a lot. I paint, uh, I'm working on this Batman in here. Uh, we're gonna get a, a visual image oh damn yeah. <laughs> that's epic working. man thanks dude yeah it's okay i mean uh so that's like kind of what takes my time so that's uh i mean i've been working on that for a few months that works with my breathing and i i do that to really unwind and just be at peace and be alone with myself and and whatnot um exercise in all forms is important um just just you know self-maintenance um a lot of foam rolling foam rolling is is (laughs) will save you thousands of dollars at the at the chiropractor's office Mm, um so uh you know i can only to wind down i try to i I don't want to say just like relax and be alone because you know my mind is creative of a place it is still there's dark corners that I don't necessarily want to go to at certain points. So I do disconnect with going, meeting with friends. I have a lot of friends that are, I have some friends that are very famous, some friends that I've had since high school, some friends that are just completely real in themselves. And I just go hang out with my real normal friends who we don't, they don't care what Mm. I just did in terms, they want me to be happy and they want to talk about dumb shit and just make each other laugh and just be real. They're not obsessed with how they look. They're not obsessed with their their brand and all this stuff. And I'm like, for a second, I can kind of jump back to the year, I don't know, the late 90s when I was just like coming up and I didn't have all these things about what mattered as an adult and career and whatnot. And I, I but it's an effort. I have to pursue normalcy, if that makes sense. Do you sell your art at all? I'm just curious. Yeah, I sold uh, I sold prints on uh, is it ferignoart.com is my website and then uh, but I've done a lot of commissions I've done a lot of paintings that I've just sold people have liked um, a lot so you know it's I've worked with a few actors who they didn't like I didn't even know you're an artist and then uh, my buddy Kenny Choi from 911 purchased the Hulk piece I did which is really cool and then one day I'm gonna organize a way to kind of use my art to. Cause it's so much bigger than life. Like you create this piece and it's like months and months and energy and time and perspective, take a step back and going forward. It's way different than digital art. So to sell this piece, this, this frame, this wood frame with this canvas on it is one thing, but the idea of this art, like generating a lot of, let's say money and revenue for a certain cause, I think would be really, 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 really cool. And so I think when, you know, I have a lot of pieces lying around that, and it, acrylic is different. You know, there's something to the tactile, real medium of painting with the meat with acrylic that's different than just going and looking at a screen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
it it's so uh, in the future i mean i'm just gonna keep painting and see what happens but i'd like to use all my work for good because it just comes out of me and I'd, I'd like to just help people somehow that's amazing man like congratulations like you're so versatile i mean you're you're a famous actor and you're also i guess you can say a famous painter too oh wow <laughs> but um no. mate yeah. it, it's a it's a real honor to actually be speaking with you today i wish i could show you because i feel the same way i don't paint i used to draw and I found drawing very, it was very um, poetic in a way because it was helping me think about or not think about all the craziness around me. I was just focused on actually creating something and I got into this, this mode and it was, it was beautiful. And I think you can relate to that in, in some way. Sure. But my favorite piece of art, um, I actually have it in my bedroom. I can't show you sadly. But it's a pit, the picture, you know, the poster of um, Logan, uh, the movie? Wolverine. Wolverine, yeah. How he's got uh, his hand in, and he's holding the girl's hand, Daphne, the, yeah. Okay, film. Yeah, that, that film. So he's got, um, he's got his, like, old hand. It's battered and bruised. I just love the, the, uh, the illustration of that how you sure. got the old versus the young and I drew it. I, I traced it, but I, oh, I wish I could show you it. It's cool. Nice. But yeah, this isn't about me. <laughs> couple more questions for you, dude, if you don't mind. So what has been, I guess, the, the most fun role or character that you portrayed on screen that you're most proud oh, of? I, you know, I, 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 fun for me is comes in so many different forms i did a film i like the most fun like zany wacky one was i was always thought to myself i'd be a superhero and i always knew and so i booked a role which was a great story and it was uh and i won't tell it now but it was uh like it was like a on the spot booking for this character they're doing this show called mutton stuff with um caesar milan the uh dog trainer international dog um, empire trainer wow and they were, it's basically his son, Calvin, has this place for dogs called Mutton Stuff. And then they, there was this role for Super Sammy, which was a superhero. And he was just one of these larger than live, big, oh, great. And I went out there and I thought to myself, and I was like, ah, this is kind of dumb, this is kind of cheesy, but like, whatever. And then I thought to myself, stop right now. Who are you? Who do you think you are? Someone's going to book this job. Someone's going to get hired to do this job and I can do it. So, so do it. So commit and do it. And then I was like, okay. And I took it seriously. Put, I put on literally spandex outfit. The first casting session, she turned off the camera. She's like, that was crazy. <laughs> like, Please do that again. So, and it was just like a lot of this and, and all this. It was really fun to play. Cause it was essentially me in a spandex suit. They didn't know what they were in for. So the, you had, um, Barty Croft, legendary TV producer, who did um, Puff the Magic. Not Puff, uh, well, he did all these. And they're sitting in this small room, and they they're used to like either actors or like older actors coming in. But then like there's like me who actually has like muscles. They had a muscle suit ready for the character, and they're like, we don't even. And the one thing is, I read it. They're like, we don't even have to use the muscle suit. <laughs> so they were like ready for this like guy to pretend to be this superhero, and you can find it on YouTube. It is Super Sammy. But it was so much fun because I was happy with the fact that I do come off with this presence physically and I do have this, this physique, but I love to be goofy. I love to be fun. I love to just sh to round out those aspects of my personality rather than 
you know, just playing, I got your six and then running around and being <laughs> the badass guy. Um, and that was a challenge for me because I really, people, a lot of people really enjoyed it. And it's got over like a couple million views on YouTube, which is cool because it's such funny to see someone like that looks the way I do act like a complete like bozo slash child, whatever. But uh, that was a lot, a lot of fun. I mean, I've had so much fun on just about anything I've done, but that, and it was fun because I saw it as real progress. I saw it as progress in my career and my craft because I, I can, yes, I can save the lions and emote, but this was a challenge to just let it all out. And as this character, I was able to convey thoughts and emotions that I had that were just kind of ridiculous, but it was, I didn't think they were. And according to the character, they're not ridiculous because this character has a lot of pups to save and he has to, and you know, and it's, and that will be like, I created this super Sammy character and people responded really well for it. Like it was a fraction of the way people responded to my father, but it was just on set. It wasn't around the world, but it was like, I really liked the feeling that I made people feel good or made people laugh or made people just like lighten their day um, a little bit. And during these times, I mean, it matters more to really connect with people. So yeah. that was a lot. Man, absolutely nothing wrong with being goofy, being who you are, being fun, energetic, lively. I think that needs to be pushed out more than all the negative that we're seeing in the world. I'm a huge dog lover. I've got a German Shepherd. Uh, we're only a German Shepherd family, so I completely understand. And I'm going to go and watch it <laughs> after we're yeah. finished. It's yeah, on Monday. Just, just so I can I can laugh and and feel that that, that joy coming through. Yeah. Um, You'll see it. I can't wait, man. Two final questions for you, if you don't mind. This is what great. Had, I'm loving this, man. I wish I could speak to you for for longer. But what has been the worst piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, good question. The worst piece of advice. Um, God, I've received a lot of bad advice, let me tell you. But I think, um, oh man, that's a, that's a great question. And I, you know, I try to block out the bad advice and I honestly take for, you know, I don't, I don't see myself as crazy. I know I can be crazy to be normal person, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I do, I try to do as much as I can to just like, that that is it's impossible well that's for you this can't be done you you can worry about that um i'm going to go on my own way but um the oh god the worst piece of advice is have a backup plan i remember my dentist was like was like uh, he's like oh you're going to be an actor cuz he knew me when I was growing up and he's like so what's your backup plan and i'm like i don't know and i wanted to say what be a dentist because I was, I don't, I didn't think about having a backup plan and I didn't want to have a backup plan because I knew, but I knew that I was going to be an actor and I was going to work and be successful yet. I hadn't, but he was just from a world of being, you know, medical, being school, all this stuff. And that is so not me. And so when he said, yeah, you should really have a backup plan. And I said, and I just nodded because I'm nice. But then I thought to myself, I wanted to, and he, you know what? Nowadays he comes to me and he's like, oh, so I SWAT. <laughs> he goes, you're taller than all those guys. What's a, well, how tall are all those guys? I'm like, huh, isn't that funny? Doctor, 
because uh, about 10 years ago, you were saying I should probably choose something else. But um, yeah, I think if you have a backup plan, there's a good chance that you, you, should, you can't leave anything to even fester at all in your brain. If you want to be doing something like what I do, where you must leap and then that will appear. Because if you're not fall in and you're not with it, I mean, it's too hard, man. It's too hard. It's too painful to not, whenever it gets tough and I'm so like, like just had enough. I'm like, I look at myself in the mirror and I say, you got nothing else, dude. You got nothing. You could sit in a corner and pain all your life, but you look at, this is all you're doing. And right then I think to myself, okay, I feel better right away. Cause I'm not, I got no backup plan, man. That's it. So don't have a backup plan. That's great, man. Great advice for, for me and for everyone that is listening or watching right now. My final question for you, real quick. This is my all-time favorite question. It's a hypothetical one. So I want you to imagine with me for a moment that you've been able to reach the age of 100. All your friends and family have decided to put together a highlight film or a film, whichever one you want, of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done. Then ask me how in the world they got it, or we'll call it magic. They've been able to get it and show it to you on your 100th birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life? Okay. After this podcast, I would say that I, I don't even know, man. I mean, there's so many things that I haven't even done yet that I am excited to do. And I'm going to be there when it's time to like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm still in the room, man. I'm not leaving. So this, I'm going to be available for certain things in the future that I haven't even seen. I think partially one of the, one of the super Sammy things will go in with it. I like the the range in which I I know I can play, mixed with just being a good person and and giving and doing the philanthropic things of giving back and volunteering and helping and I try to do so much and helping people feel and realize their own dreams. Um, you know I I but I really feel thinking less about myself more and more. You know I'm, this is more about using what I can to affect people and, and help the world become a better place. And um, as cheesy as it sounds, I mean, it's, 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 it's actually, it's so true. There's no, there's in giving is what you truly receive. So, I mean, God, I think of all the jobs I've done, maybe like three or four will be on that reel in that movie. But I'm, I'm saying, dude, there's going to be, I see, I have big, big aspirations and dreams and things that are, that are happening that will come my way with a good reputation with doing good work and being authentic. So I'm excited. I'm optimistic, a little crazy, but I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm happy. So. I love it, man. Lou Ferrigno Jr. Thank you so much, man, for your time, your energy, your enthusiasm, your wacky attitude as well. I love it all. Thank you so much for sharing your story a little bit on the Storybox podcast today. Thank you, Jay. And do you even lift, or is that just a shirt? Like, do you even like day, bro? I, I, like, like day, come, come on, on man. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> I wouldn't be wearing it if I wasn't. But it's also, do you leave, do you even leave your mark as well? Like, that is another powerful message that I, I love sending. And I love, yeah, just do cool. you even. <laughs> pleasure jay really really thank you and you're great it's a great thing you got going on so i appreciate you having me on here i really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story i just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today 
It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you would like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on all podcast platforms. It is that easy. And if you did get something from today's guest, please do share it around with your friend or family member who you feel could benefit from hearing today's story. And before you go, I greatly appreciate it if you could spend 30 seconds leaving a rating review over on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to reaching more people and building this community of the Storybox. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one you heard today. Your support is always greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.